It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic and amazing show. I'll introduce my guest in a minute, and I promise this is going to be a fun and informative hour. It will be fun and terrific as always. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I typically do this every single week. And before I forget, this episode is brought to you by Phone Sites. With Phone Sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. Try it free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. It has occurred to me lately that I am incredibly blessed. I've always known this. But when I really start to think about this and operate from a place of gratitude, it is truly mind-blowing. When I had Jack Canfield on my show uh, previously, we discussed his book, The Success Principles. One of the exercises he suggests is to write down a list of 100 successes or turning points you've experienced. Now, if this sounds like a big task, then just break it down to various time periods in your life, perhaps ages 0 to 10 what went well, 10 to 20, what went well, 20 to 30, what went well, and come up with a bunch of successes in each of those eight groups until you get to the decade that you're at now. Those successes don't have to be really huge either. For example, learning how to walk and talk is a huge win. And that's a huge win because some people never get to experience those things. But give yourself full credit for everything you've done and have been through. You are amazing, more amazing than you give yourself credit for, and just know how incredibly blessed you are. And before I forget, if you've not picked up my latest book, it's called Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, Volume 2. It is on Amazon. You get the paperback and the Kindle version. The Kindle version is only $0.99. Cents. You can't even shake a stick at that. But it features some of the best interviews from my show, including Kevin Harrington, Chris Powell, Brad Sugars, and so many more. Pick that up. It's called Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, Volume 2. My very special guest this week is Sherry Williams Franklin. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She has spent the last two decades as a leader in sales, marketing, and R&D for large to mid-sized manufacturing companies across the country, <clears throat> primarily focused on custom solutions and taking products from concept to commercialization. She's also the founder and CEO of Life Snapshot, which is a technology platform that helps families organize and securely store personal assets and final wishes information so that their loved ones can easily find them when dealing with overwhelming grief. After the untimely passing of a 36-year-old sister in 2015, she uses her experience to help others put their affairs in order. And that company has achieved significant growth while adding to its, adding its first celebrity client to the platform. And the company has been featured in media like MarketWatch, ABC, NBC, Fox, Digital Journal, and so many more. Sherry's committed to supporting the legacy of families through charitable giving and donating her time on things that matter. And she co-chairs the Leadership Den, which is focused on providing adult group mentoring that enables career and entrepreneurial advancement. We have so much to unwrap here today. It is such a gift to have my friend Sherry Williams Franklin on the show. Sherry, how are you today? I am well, Brian. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you are so very welcome. I love your mission and what you bring to the world, and we will unwrap all of that during the show. But first of all, I would love to ask, did you envision early in your life that you would be where you are right now? Oh, my God, that's a loaded question. 
excellent one, I must say. You know, I have to say, I don't know that I envisioned uh, the work that I would be doing, particularly with LifeSnapshot.com, because it was birthed out of such an extremely, you know, challenging experience. But I would say that, you know, a version of my work I really envision. So things like, you know, regularly meeting new people, helping families, you know, listening to others' stories, trying to build, you know, meaningful connections was definitely always the goal. And I think, you know, you and I, our backgrounds are very similar, right? We're both from the Midwest. I'm from Chicago. Um, and we both have undergraduate degrees in speech communication. And I minored in journalism. And I have a master's, you know, in business administration. And I've really, you know, as you mentioned, spent the past two decades, you know, in sales and in marketing and um, in R&D, trying to take, you know, ideas from concept to commercialization. And so for me, founding and leading, you know, LifeSnapshot.com was not an early vision, but I definitely, um, there are elements of it that I knew would need to exist for me, you know, to feel like I was doing meaningful work. Exactly. And, you know, sometimes people get wrapped up in what am I going to do with my life? What is my mission? Well, sometimes your mission finds you. And that was your story. Yes, that's exactly right. It's like, you know, one of the most difficult experiences kind of puts you on a path of purpose. Yeah, it absolutely does. So tell me, you obviously didn't have Life Snapshot to deal with your sister passing on. I usually ask at this point, what was your rock bottom moment? But I think we're here. So yeah, <laughs> right. So let me ask, what was that grieving process like? Uh, I mean, because I'm sure it was just frantic. And where is everything? And what am I going to do now? Take us through that. Yeah. So, you know, my sister and I were one year apart, not even, we're 11 months apart. And so for me, I never, you know, she was older than I am. So I didn't know life without her. Right. So essentially, you know, I was with her uh, just a few days prior, we had done lunch and I was on the phone with her that morning. She seemed fine. And then she was here today and gone today, you know, it was a sudden loss. It's very different than, you know, someone losing a loved one that particularly may have been in the hospital. Um, it's not the same. And so for me, um, you know, she passed away very sudden. She was single. So finalizing her life became my responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, my mom just was not in a place to handle um, everything that was thrown at us. And it's, it's one of those things that with death, you have to act quickly. Life doesn't stop because you've lost someone. There are big no. decisions that have to be made and they have to be made immediately. And we just didn't know, you know, where to begin. So um, we found ourselves in her home just a couple of days after she passed away, going through her belongings, mm -hmm. looking for the paperwork that the funeral home was requiring of us. Mm -hmm. And so we're searching through her closets and we're searching under her mattress and we're going through her drawers and we're not able to find this information. And I remember randomly sitting on her couch calling insurance companies to find out if they had a record of her as a policyholder. Because mm. I remember, you know, her mentioning to me in passing one time, probably three years prior, oh yeah, I got life insurance. And that was it. Mm. That's the gist of the conversation. But oh. no mention of who and where and what company. We didn't get into that. You know, that's no, not really right. something you 
talk about when you're in your mid thirties and early thirties. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's not going to happen for a long time. You don't need to get in yeah. the weeds of it all. And I, so yeah. I didn't know anything. I didn't have any answers. And so yeah. again, we're randomly in her home. We're not able to find um, what we needed. And so I started to, you know, look for solutions in the market to say, is there something out there that could solve this issue for my family in the mm -hmm. future as well as others? So that's how it was really birthed. But yes, it was out of one of the most difficult experiences um, in my life of having to finalize yeah. my sister's, you know, life um, yeah. very quickly. Yeah. And when you're in a larger city, that's even harder. I remember when my grandpa passed. My grandma had passed several years prior, but my grandpa lived in the same small town that my dad grew up in, only an hour away from where I grew up. And so when dad was making those phone calls, I mean, he was calling the local newspaper to cancel his subscription. And they said, we already know, and we have proactively canceled his subscription for you. Right. So that's cool when you're in a small town. The word gets around, and people do the right thing, and right. they cancel services. But you know, in a big town, they don't know. We're in Chicago. There's yes. nothing small about the city no. of Chicago. No. And so no one cares, unfortunately. And that's mm -hmm. the thing we realized. There was such a lack of compassion when oh. we were in this moment and we're calling people and we're letting them know that this happened. And we're not feeling any real love and empathy and care for us and, and what our family was experiencing. And so, yeah. again, I felt like, you know, there's got to be a solution in the market to fix this that is much more compassionate than what we're experiencing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, not a lot of people talk about the final moment. And I mean, in my family, uh, we've started talking about that the last few years. My family, my parents are in their 70s and they've mm -hmm. told me where some of their stuff is. And so it'll be nice to know that. But at the same time, I don't want to talk about it. But you have to. You have to talk and, about it. And let me say this. It's interesting because um, the Conversation Project does a study every two years, I believe. Mm. Um, and they ask and they survey respondents to find out, you know, basically 92% of Americans feel like having the end of life um, you know, conversation around how you want your care plan to look as well as your final, you know, wishes, that's important, but only less than 30% of us actually have the conversation. And yeah. so it's so uncomfortable that many of us avoid it and we don't know where everything is. Like me and my sister, I never, I would never have probed her to find out more. Like, oh, tell yeah. me more about your life. And like, why would I ever think to do that? It's so, yeah. it's one of those sensitive topics. And so what we found um, through Life Step Snapshot, and, on, and we can talk about that a little bit later, but right. what we found is that people just want to do that privately. They want to put in that information and not necessarily have the conversation. And when the time is right, our team will support them. Yeah. But the the interesting thing about this, and you and I have talked about this privately, uh, you know, some people do consider that to be a very private thing. But when when grandma doesn't want to talk about it and you don't know where her stuff is, right. that makes life really hard. It's very hard. It's very hard. And, um, you know, we have to I think one of the things that this pandemic has done is put 
conversations about mortality at the forefront, right? All of us are now having these conversations very openly, um, you know, maybe not to the full extent that we should, but at least saying, oh, if anything happens to me, I want to be cremated. If anything happens to me, bury me next to grandma. If, you know, things like that. We're not necessarily at a place where we're getting in the weeds of here's all of my business affairs. Not everyone is willing to do that just yet. Um, But we have seen an uptick in people that want to utilize our platform because it's private and because there's that extra element of support um, that they'll have that human connection that they might not otherwise have. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. So we are coming up against our first break and we will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. It's Marching In celebration of what would have been author of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Roald Dahl's 100th birthday, Oxford University Press has published the Oxford Roald Dahl Dictionary. The dictionary is both authoritative and a little bit mischievous and includes everyday words plus those invented by Dahl for his books. One of my favorite words from the dictionary is Zazimus. That is what the big friendly giant calls the stuff that dreams are made of, which he whisks with his magical egg beater. Roald Dahl loves the letter Z, which he uses in his mystical words like fizz whizzing, zip fizzing, and zunk. By now, you might be feeling a bit biff-squiggled. That's another word for confused or puzzled. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brianckwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brianckwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Sherry Williams Franklin. We will be talking about her company, Life Snapshot in a couple minutes and if you've not subscribed to success profiles magazine i would love for you to do that it comes out every month it's digital and it highlights uh, amazing world-class people and i have contributors who are thought leaders in their industries to contribute articles and my guest sherry williams franklin is contributing to the november issue which will be coming out very soon and so we thank you for that and sherry i want to like to ask you how did you decide to become an entrepreneur Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, For me, entrepreneurship has been a huge part of my family. You know, my mom worked 
for the Salvation Army headquarters here in Chicago for over 20 years. Um, but I, I watched her run at an, an administrative service business on the side where she created flyers and conducted, you know, uh, data entry work and, you know, generated additional income for our family. So I really grew up understanding that entrepreneurship and owning something of your own is very important um, and meaningful um, for the next generation. So entrepreneurship has always been something that I've wanted to do um, and has been a huge part, um, as I mentioned, in my family. So that's kind of how this morphed. Yeah. And especially this year where we saw lots of people losing their jobs in a pandemic, it's really important to take control of your destiny and have another source of income outside a J-O-B. And there's nothing wrong with having a J-O-B, but you don't want to be enslaved to that and be at someone else's mercy. And Agreed. so that's one reason why I'm an entrepreneur, too. So you have a background in R&D. So apart from the situation you had to deal with with your sister passing, how were you able to assess the possible market for your business before you launched it? Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously I had my own personal experience and felt like, you know, I can't be the only one right. that has struggled to finalize their loved one's um, affairs. And so I started to do uh, research. I did. I put out a little survey um, and started to ask people if a service like this existed, would you utilize it? And I received an overwhelming, uh, you know, yes, absolutely. You know, have never even heard of this. I didn't mm -hmm. know, even think something like that um, was possible. And so that was great insight early on. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, of course, you start off by asking your friends and family, right? Yes. What do you think of this? You know, what do you think of that? And they all say, oh, I love it. Do it. But you can't yeah. take their word for it, right? No. We all know that our loved ones love us too much to be fully honest with us at times. So we have right. to then take the next step. And so again, research and development is a big part of my background. So I'm accustomed to conducting market research. So again, I started off with friends and family, moved over to um, a blind you know, survey, external um, third party research, just to put the information out there to see um, would it be of interest to, to people? Found out, yes, it would. Mm -hmm. um, and then I started to uh, work within my network and start mm -hmm. to ask people about, um, you know, technology resources that they um, were yeah. utilizing and um, start, joined a technology accelerator because mm -hmm. I'm not from the tech space, right? I'm, you know, sales, marketing, business development, strategy, R&D, but not on the technical side. So right. um, I know how to lead teams. I know how to get things done. I've led project teams for very for many, many years. And again, I'm very comfortable taking things from concept to commercialization, but recognize my limitations on a technology platform. Um, so again, I really started to just network and find resources that could help me take the ideas that I started to formulate in my head and put them on paper. And so that's yeah. what I did. I created a prototype um, and then I put the prototype out for testing. Wow. And I'm sure you probably had no idea how to price this when you started. So was that one of, your, was this one of your questions too? How much would you be willing to pay for something like this? Absolutely. Absolutely. And our pricing, we had it, you know, we, again, you start off with your own family and they'll pay you a hundred dollars a month, right? Because yeah. it's, a, it's a huge need. Um, but then you, you get to a real price point that says, what is, what makes sense? You know, what, what are people willing to pay? And I'll say, you know, when we started, um, you know, Life Snapshot, we started started with a annual subscription. So you pay for the year and you renew every year. 
year. But then when the pandemic hit, we realized that, you know, a lot of our customers were likely impacted um, financially. And so we shifted to a monthly option, Mm -hmm. which now breaks that out to be $14.99 a month. So for as little as $14.99 a month, you can begin to take action to put your affairs in order. That's Mm -hmm. palatable. Um, That that really opened um, the market to more people, younger uh, adults that also wanted to find something. They want to use technology. Technology. They don't want to have to, you know, deal with managing physical documents, things that can yeah. get lost. And let's be honest, we're not going over to anyone's house these days to look for documents. You no. better have this stuff digitized and available for your loved ones to access easily. Absolutely. So your business was born out of a need that you found in the marketplace because something happened to you. But for everyone else, how do you know if you're really ready? I mean, do you have self-doubts about this? I mean, I think the reality is we always have self-doubts, right? You have to doubt your doubt, right? It will stifle you and hold you back from pursuing your dream. If you have a vision for something, whatever it is that you want to create, you need to go out and do exactly what I did, which is solicit the feedback from your friends and family, Mm -hmm. take the next step, um, put out a simple survey to determine that there is a need in the market before you spend any resource dollars building out the solution. And from there, once you validated the need, then you can start to look for, you know, low uh, cost ways to start to build out, whether it's a sketch, whether it's, you know, a prototype, it doesn't need to be fully functioning just yet. You just want to get your vision out there so you can validate it and test it and then work from there. You know, in the tech space, they say it all the time. If what you have created is perfect, you waited too long, right? Mm. (laughs) You want to get the minimum viable product in the market to start to solicit feedback. You know, when my first version came out, it had no lipstick. It was just a a blank canvas, Um, but it functioned and we got great feedback and people said, oh, this flow works and this is helpful. And, oh, what about this? Have you thought of that? Then we added lipstick to our pig and started to make it to add color to it and um, started to make more investments in the platform. And we are so pleased with where we are now, but we're on the third version in in less than a year. So um, that shows you, you know, start with the least, whatever your minimum viable product is, and then move on to really building it out in a way that will um, bring delight to your your clients in the future. I love that you just said start with your minimum viable product because <laughs> a lot of people wait until it's all perfect and then they never start. They never start. And then you want to start testing your message. You know, you don't want to wait and then you think you've got it perfect and then your message isn't even landing because you didn't take the three to six months that you need to test out different versions of how you even talk about your business to get to a place where you feel comfortable with it. Yeah, exactly. So how did your background in sales and marketing and R&D inform the way that you started your company? How did that experience help you get your company off the ground? Yeah, well, when you've been in sales and marketing and R&D for 20 years and worked on launching huge products, you know, so my first company out of college was the parent company of Hefty and Easyfoil and Cordite. And with after being there just a few years, I was in product development. 
And so everything that I did in product development was all around research, structuring a project, making sure you're pulling in the right resources. So always a project manager, always a lead engineer, always a lead, you know, a salesperson that could help have the good the conversations with customers to ask the right questions that need to be asked because that's not an engineer right Um, and it's it's definitely not a project manager it's a salesperson so having that background i have a little bit of everything (laughs) i don't have the engineering side but i read drawings um i i know how to you know put out things like that I'm, i'm a great project manager i'm also great at sales marketing so so those elements all have helped inform you know how i went about structuring the company putting a strategy in place to create it and really making sure that we're on track with our deliverables. So that's what has helped um, me. Fantastic. So let's talk about your company more specifically. It's called Life Snapshot. And the way you've explained it, it is a way to digitize your final documents so that people don't have to scurry around and looking for them. It's all digitized on your platform. And so people who are subscribed can just log on or call somebody and download documents. Is that right? Yeah, it's it's somewhat right. So okay. um, basically, um, we are a fully automated digital storage vault that okay. helps families organize and securely store personal asset information, final wishes information, and critical estate planning documents so that their loved ones can easily find them and access them while dealing with a hospitalization or end of life. And so the way that the platform actually works is it consolidates your asset information. So let's Mm -hmm. talk about what some assets are. So your banking information, your pensions, your 401k, properties, vehicles, it consolidates all of that um, into a single report that's encrypted and safely stored online along with relevant files, which could include, you know, a will, medical advance directive, life insurance policies, or power of attorney documents. Mm-hmm. And we do all of this without requiring a social security number or account numbers. We just mm. need to know what financial institutions are you with um, so that we can share that information on your behalf. So it's like, you know, who has your pension? Who has your 401k? We don't need to know your account number. We just need to provide that information as a roadmap to your family. And so the, the final part of that is we have support specialists that partner with our members to conduct monthly well-being checks to ensure mm. that in the event a member becomes incapacitated or has reached end of life, their information is immediately shared with their designated contacts, no matter where they live. And Mm -hmm. so there's no frantic searching, there's no missing information, there's no lingering questions. And so that's the way it works. So your designated contacts won't get access to your system. They won't be able to get in and change anything. Um, But what they will be able to do is contact us or we'll be proactively contacting them because we haven't heard from you. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, oh my God, thank you so much for calling. Um, They're in the hospital. And we'll say, whoa, 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 please confirm who you are. Um, We just sent you a text message and an email. What code was that? Um, They read it back. We confirm who they are and we're able to share the documents that you wanted shared with them. Um, So, for example, throughout this pandemic, we've had members that were hospitalized, you know, 
due to COVID. And so right. we can talk about that after, you know, the break. Absolutely. <laughs> so. And we are coming up against our break. And this is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We'll come right back. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. This is the TokiNet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Sherry Williams Franklin, and her company is called Life Snapshot. And if you missed Author Put Her Live in October, that was a virtual event that I held where you could learn about writing, marketing, and leveraging your book to create significant advantages and opportunities in your business. You can go to authorpreneur.com, authorpreneurlive.com, excuse me, authorpreneurlive.com if you want to order the recordings. They should be available very, very soon. A nominal investment. It'll be absolutely fantastic, and I can't wait to hear the replays myself. It was such a great event. So, Sherry, we were talking about your company, Life Snapshot, and the thing that I loved, what you said before the break, is no account information is required. All you have to do, for example, is if you know that your loved one banked somewhere and showed your death certificate, they'll give you everything you need because now you've proven that it's true, right? That's correct. Um, so essentially any financial institution does not, they don't need you to come in and tell them the account number. That's not necessary. Um, our platform will never ask for that. It's, we don't need it. We just need to know where you bank, which company has your 401k. Um, do you have a loan on your car uh, so that the, you know your loved ones can reach out and let them know that you're no longer here? Do they want to pay the car off? Do they want to give it back? Those are the types of details that you're able 
able to store in our platform. But again, we don't need any account information. We don't need any social security numbers. So that's one of our uh, the security measures that we have in place. And and to also be clear, we don't um, our team, my support specialist, we can't see any of the content of our members' uh, snapshot report or any of the content of their files. We just know that they're there and we're able to press a button to send them automatically to the individuals that you've listed as designated contacts. So once a member signs up and they identify up to three designated contacts, any files are automatically linked. So we don't need to type in your uh, designated contacts email information. The system links it once you've added them. So again, that eliminates um, any you know, order entry mistakes, and it also prevents our team from sending it to the wrong person. So those are just a yeah. number of the security measures that we have in place because we want everyone to feel confident knowing that everything in our platform is safe and secure. Right. So let's just say, for example, if I don't know my mom and dad's email password because I know that they might have important stuff in their email, like information about what they're doing. Hopefully, I mean, is it an option for someone to share their email uh, password information if they wanted to? Yes. So we have a section in our platform called digital assets. And so that could be your Apple ID. That could be your Amazon account. That could be the passcode to your phone. That could be any of the, you know, digital assets that you have out there, even social media. And why is that important? Um, I'll give you an example. My stepfather passed away in November. He was one of the first members to utilize Life Snapshot. And so he was one of my beta test customers. Um, but we didn't have the digital asset feature at the time, but we did, he did write down his passcode to his phone. So we were able to get in and we were able to um, get some things canceled, but then he had some reoccurring charges like Netflix, like Amazon prime that we didn't have access to. And so yeah. I thought we've got to figure out how to add that. So if anyone wants to put that type of information in the platform for their loved ones to know that those are some reoccurring charges or whatever the case may be, the information is there and you can have it and cancel for them. Oh, absolutely. And that's one of the first things I actually thought of when I learned about uh, what your service was, because I'm thinking, okay, so let's just say that, you know, my parents are gone and now all of a sudden I see a charge on their credit card statement for X number of dollars. I'm like, what is this? And it turns out to be a monthly recurring thing. That's the last thing I want is a surprise. It's like, wait, why are you charging? Why are you charging them? What did they do? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so we found ourselves, and let me just give you this tip. I tell everyone, if you can afford to, I recommend that you keep a loved one's cell phone on for six, at least six months after they've departed, because there will be some reoccurring charges that will pop up. And sometimes the only way for you to read that is through their email. And most yeah. of the time oh, they have their email on their phones. And so you'll be able to go in and get the information and cancel that. So if you cancel the cell phone too early, it could make it a lot more difficult for you to close out some of these things. Keep in mind, most um, accounts now require two-step authentication. So they're going to email you. They're going to text you. If you've disconnected the phone, you can't get that code. Right. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. Uh, and I, that's a great, great piece of advice right there. So I do want to ask, 
Uh, in terms of the, the monthly checkup that you do, I think that's a great idea. Is that also an opportunity for somebody to make changes to their, their account if they need to? Um, well, our team doesn't make any changes to our members' accounts, but what the monthly well-being check is intended to do is say, hey, we proactively want to make sure that you are well and um, make sure that, you know, this person is still mentally and physically, you know, okay, because in the event we're not able to get in contact with them for a predetermined amount of time, we escalate our concern and then start to contact the designated contacts that they've listed on their account. That is fantastic. So let me ask you something, going back to the stuff behind the stuff kinds of questions. How do you market something like this? It's an uncomfortable topic. So I'm sure the sales process is very different from selling a car, for example. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, so what we've done is, um, you know, we, we obviously leverage word of mouth, but we've done a great deal to make sure that we're partnering with companies. So we're in a lot of discussions with estate planning attorneys. We're in conversations with, um, you know, financial planners that want to use our platform to support their existing customer base. But we've also been featured on a lot of, in a lot of media outlets. So we get a lot of organic customers um, that come to us directly. And so we're just trying to be a voice in the space. I think what's helped us really, um, you know, get the word out is we're in the middle, unfortunately, of a pandemic and people are looking for a solution um, to this problem. And we happen to be out here. We're very vocal. We're we're not trying to sell ourselves, but we're really trying to educate and being, you know, an educational platform along with a great technology um, has helped us tremendously. Absolutely. So let me ask, because I have single people listening and I have married people listening, is pre-death planning different for single people versus married people? Well, it shouldn't be. So, um, you know, I think a lot of people have this misconception, oh, I marry, my husband knows everything. Well, that's not the best, you know, strategy. <laughs> Let's mm -hmm, put it that right. way. Because if something happens to you and your husband together, then what? There's no one right. else with the information. So I always recommend you need to have at least three. I tell everyone, try to list at least three designated contacts. It's fine. You have to, our system requires at least one, but we recommend that you have up to three so you have um, some checks and balances. You don't want to only have one person and then everyone else that's supposed to, you know, receive information doesn't get it because maybe there's been, you know, a falling out with the family. Um, let's yeah. be honest, death brings out the worst in a lot of families. And mm -hmm. so um, you don't want that to be the situation. But in terms right. of young people or singles, um, you know, they just kind of don't think about it that often. And they really yeah. should because they don't have anyone um, that lives with them regularly that would know um, who, who are they using for some of their utilities? Who is their landlord? Who's their employer? Um, who's the employer contact? Who's the HR contact? Those are some of the key contacts that you're also able to list in the platform. Who's their attorney? Who's, the, um, who's their medical provider? Again, you want to have some of that information so you can your loved ones can reach out and contact them to let them know that something has happened. Yeah. So what are some best practices for planning for the uncomfortable moment? What do you recommend? Yeah. So I always recommend that whether you're doing a formal plan or an informal plan that you start by identifying your, you know, medical power of attorney. If anything happens to you, if you're in a car accident tomorrow, 
who do you want to make decisions? It does not automatically go, you know, to your spouse. You have to, if you, if you have said, okay, I want my mom to have, be my medical power of attorney, your spouse doesn't get to make the decisions. Your mom gets to make the decisions. So you want to be clear on that. Um, second of all, you want to have an advanced directive in place. What, what do you want your care team to look like? How um, extreme of care do you want, um, you know, the team to take in order to save you? Those are things that you want identified. You also, you know, want to have a, a will. You know, some yeah. people don't want to have a, you know, do a formal will. Um, I think, you you know, not everyone needs one, but definitely that should be a consideration as part of your estate plan. Um, but you also want to use a digital storage vault, you know, like Life Snapshot to house it all. Because yeah. let me, let's be honest, you know, there 56% of Americans haven't done any form of estate planning. Wow. And the reason yeah, the reasons given are that they think it's too expensive and it's too complicated. And so our platform was built to really take that myth out, right? right. It's you can you can come in, you can get started in under five minutes. Our onboarding process takes about three minutes. Right. Um, customers have been able to create a full snapshot report, which is your roadmap that would you know go to your family in under fifteen minutes on their cell phone. You right. know we're desktop. We're mobile friendly. Our application allows you to take a picture of a document, upload it right from your phone. That's a 90% time savings. Yeah. Most documents aren't uploaded because people have to scan them, upload them on desktop, try to remember to do that. We wanted to eliminate some of the behavioral challenges that make it difficult to estate plan on the go or you know, put of the right procedures in place to support what we like to call positive pre-death planning practices. Absolutely. And to clarify, and I'm sure people have picked up on this by now, but you're not estate planners. You're not, you're not, uh, attorneys, you're the platform that stores all this information, but in order to get your plan done, you need to have someone professional do that. And then they come to you to store it all. Correct. Um, that's correct. But let's be clear. If they never meet with an attorney, our platform is still helpful to them oh, because, good. yeah, you know, again, 56% of Americans don't have an estate plan in place. They're never going to meet with an attorney. They're never going to sit down with them. Absolutely. We are coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this is going. What a fun hour we are having today. We'll come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. You heard about the Man Isle at Westgate Market Grocery in New York City? The Man Isle is dedicated to all the items guys would typically buy at the grocery store. 
In addition to steaks, barbecue sauce, and beer, the Manal is also filled with lubberwort. That's food that has no nutritional value like chips and soda. The Man Isle also has personal grooming items like razors and shampoo and everything he needs for grilling out. What's a word for a male cook? A babachi. Interestingly enough, the Chicago Tribune reported that 51% of men were the primary grocery shoppers in their households. Personally, when I do the grocery shopping, I always make sure I get something from the four basic food groups. Canned, frozen, fast, and takeout. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. And down the stretch we come in our final segment. My very special guest this week is Sherry Williams-Franklin. Her company is called Life Snapshot. She started this from zero. And you've got a team of how many people now? Eight people? Yeah, we have eight people. And we have a host of advisors in every uh, specialty, you know, particularly around end of life. So we have advisors that are in the funeral industry. We have financial planners, estate planning attorneys that really support all of the things that we do. Yeah. And you went from zero to this in how long? How long did this take? So we launched uh, privately last November. Um, so um, I'll tell you a little story on that if you've got a second. But Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, so so my birthday is November 14th. As you know, you celebrated, you you know, yep. congratulated me on my birthday. Yep. And um, I did a private launch with 70 of my closest friends and family. So essentially, mm-hmm. we invited them downtown to celebrate my birthday last year. Um, and uh, they didn't know about Life Snapshot. And so we're there, we're excited, and everyone's, you know, congratulating me and celebrating my birthday. And then we, you know, I made this announcement and played the company video, and everyone was so excited because they knew what I had gone through and couldn't believe that I had been working on this privately. And so Mm. um, roughly, you know, half of the people in the room actually uh, signed up to beta test it for us. And then uh, the balance uh, went on our wait list. And so, um, yeah, we launched to a private group and um, have been going for about a year now. So very excited. That is really, really incredible. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, and I know that this topic isn't happy, so there's not really a quote unquote favorite client story, but I'm sure you get lots of feedback saying, I'm so glad this service is available because. Do you have one of those? Yeah. I mean, the most rewarding for us is really when customers just say, you know, I'm just happy that I took the necessary steps with this platform, you know, to put my affairs in order. You know, that's that's rewarding because there are people that will never sit down with an estate planning attorney that mm-hmm. are able to, you know, go into the platform from the privacy of their home and consolidate their information into a custom report. 
So whether they have done any estate planning or not, our platform is great for those that have done estate planning and have all the documents and want to put them in. But we take a deeper dive. You know, a, a formal will doesn't ask you about your bank accounts. They don't ask you, you know, about, you know, the lender for your car. Mm -hmm. Those they're just elements that are missing. And so yeah. we um, we can we, we we solve for that. And then you've yeah. got the people that are just never going to meet with an attorney, uh, a state planning attorney, but they're still able to use our platform. So those are the people that really you know bless us and we are very grateful um, that we're able to help them. Yeah. If somebody does update their will, they are able to upload the new version of the will and, and the other one goes away or how do you do that? Yeah, at any point. So we're not the ones that put your content in. Everything you're able to do it yourself. This is like a banking system for your asset information. It has two-step authentication. No one can access your account except you. Um, and again, our team on the back end, we can't even see the content. We only Good. see uh, summaries that let us know what percentages you've completed based on your work. So no, we're not, we're not doing any of this for you. Um, you're able to file share amongst your loved ones. So for example, you want to share a copy of your will with your spouse, you send them a link, um, you delete that document, you upload a new one, the, the link automatically refreshes. So That's you don't great. have to keep sending them a link. They'll always have the latest version as long as you just change it out. So those are the types of features that we have. Um, right. If you and your spouse both were to sign up, um, you could share files between each other. Content would live within their platform, just like it could live within your platform. So Absolutely. they would see it as a received document. Cool. While I'm thinking about it, Sherry, how can people learn more about this and possibly look into signing up for this? Because it sounds like a great service. Thank you so much. No, they can absolutely um, visit our website, which is www.lifesnapshot.com and sign up. So learn more about us and, and feel free to sign up. Absolutely. And you are a great believer in giving back and mentoring young entrepreneurs. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I co-chair um, a group here in Chicago called the Leadership Den, and it's focused on providing entrepreneurial coaching as well as uh, career coaching for those in the public and private sector. And so it's a group mentoring program here that goes for about six months out of the year. And um, it's you know I lead it along with a gentleman who is the global head of HR for a major uh, company here in. Chicago, and along with a team of others that help support, you know, um, dialogue in, mm. in that space. And so we answer very direct questions. Um, we help um, those that may be in need of uh, a review of their resumes and um, wanting to switch careers, wanting tips on adjustments that they need to make. Um, perhaps they're, you know, wanting to resign and they're not quite sure how to approach it and why, and they want to think through um, strategies. We're here for that. And so, um, yeah, we've been very fortunate to be able to provide that type of um, mentorship to adults. That's wonderful. So keeping a positive mindset is very important, especially in times like these. So how do you set up your day to get going? Yeah. So, you know, for me, I know that I'm doing meaningful work, so it doesn't feel like work. Right. right and I think right. that's the most important. So for me, I'm up very early. I'm up between 4.30 and 5 a.m. every day. Um, I like to meditate. I like to um, really center myself and um, get clear on, you know, what I want to accomplish for the day. And then I start to uh, clear out my emails very early because I know I'm going to be in meetings or calls or 
or something. Um, and that's how I start my day. It's definitely with, you know, gratitude and um, just a, a clear conscience and meditation and time, uh, quiet time to myself. That's fantastic. So what is your superpower? What do you do better than anyone else? Oh my goodness. Pray. <laughs> so I, love that. I have a, I have a um, mantra on my wall and it literally reads courage is fear that said its prayers. And so I think oh. that <laughs> that is my superpower. I, you know, I just am, you know, I think when you asked earlier, how do you get over, you know, the fear of entrepreneurship and just doing it, you have to just doubt your doubt and you have to go for it. So. Oh my gosh. Courage is fear that said its prayers. That yes. is amazing. <laughs> I love that. So what do you think is the biggest risk you've ever taken in business and did it work out? Um, I think this is the biggest risk. I mean, um, and it's working out yes. amazingly for me um, because, you know, I said, if I never made a dollar from the platform, I knew that it, it meant something to me. And, you know, I've, I said, I've said it before. I've never, I never meant to monetize this experience, but I wanted to solve something that was a huge issue. And, and let me just, let me just frame up how big of an issue this is mm -hmm. for those of us that are unaware of our loved ones, you know, financial situations and resources and assets, there's $40 billion being held by the U S government annually because beneficiaries are often unaware that these assets exist. And let's be clear, $7.4 billion of that is in life insurance alone. So we're doing the right things. We're listing our beneficiaries on paper. We are, you know, getting the life insurance to support them and to provide continuity going forward. But guess what? They're not aware of it. And so our platform is solving the awareness issue. If you never communicate with your loved ones before death, you have a voice after the fact that will make sure 100% guarantee that this information is shared with your designated contacts. That's the peace of mind that we provide. Absolutely. So do you have any role in getting death certificates for people? We don't. We do okay. not. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Great. So what do very few people know about you that might surprise us? Um, so I graduated from um, college in three years. I got my undergrad degree in three years. Wow. Um, yeah, I graduated from high school a semester early and uh, in December and started college undergrad in that January. So I had two weeks to prepare for college from high oh. school. And then I uh, went away and I graduated in three years because I felt like, oh, my God, I'm behind, even though I was ahead. But yeah. I felt like I was behind because of the class that was already there. Yeah. And um, I just hustled butt and got myself out of there in three years. I didn't mean to, yeah. <laughs> but I did. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so wow. That's impressive. That. Well, that's <laughs> Thank you. So what is the most influential book you've ever read? Oh my goodness. I'm reading right now. Um, oh God, is it called Think Bigger? Give me, give me two seconds. I'll tell you what it's called. It's called, oh, Play Bigger. And it is just changing my life right now. I love everything about it. And uh, it just, it's like the mantra for my life. So it's like um, by Al Ramadan, it's called Play Bigger. And it just talks about um, thinking differently about yourself and your business. Um, and so I love that. And then of course the Bible, like it changes you. <laughs> so Absolutely. Yes. that influences me. Absolutely. If you could talk to the 18 year old version of yourself, what would you tell her? 
Um, I would tell her to stay focused and uh, just know you can do it. Anything that you put your mind to, you can do it. That's beautiful. What bucket list item have you not yet fulfilled? You know, I haven't been president of the United States, but it looks like anyone can do that. So. <laughs> I think I think I'll try that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that would be a different career for sure. What, what is the scariest thing you've ever done? Um, you know, birthing my child was pretty scary. <laughs> I didn't, I can't uh, <laughs> I'll just say she, she came six weeks early. And so that was a, a bit of a scary time for me, but I'm, I'm so blessed to have her and she's healthy and whole. So. Oh, fantastic. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we've got two minutes to the end. So let me ask you the question I ask everyone who inspires and motivates you. Oh God, I'm inspired and motivated, you know, really by my family. You know, I, I come from very humble beginnings and I just am always uh, so blessed to, to see the sacrifices that they've made, you know, for me over the years and just my family and just the love that they share. So um, they inspire me to just keep going and know that I can, you know, I can achieve anything that I put my mind to it. So uh, I'm grateful for them. Absolutely. So one more time, Sherry, how can we find you? How can we tribe with you and vibe with you? Tribe with me and vibe with me on all social media platforms. Um, we're on at lifesnapshotinc.com on any of the social media platforms. But please visit our website, www.lifesnapshot.com to learn more about what we're doing. I love all of this. Sherry, thank you so much for being a fantastic guest. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you. And thanks to all of you for listening. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview another world-class achiever and learn what they accomplished, what they overcame, and the lessons we can learn along the way and how they're impacting the world. Until then, have a great week, everyone. Be good. Take care of each other. And good night. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.